You are now listening to the Fight, Fights Like a Girl, Girl podcast with Big Fridge and GQ Smooth. Yo, you already know what's going on. It's the head not to tell. It's GQ Smooth. That's GQ underscore SM0OTH. And you can find me on IG. You're now locked into another episode of the Fights Like a Girl podcast. Of course, I got my other half with me. That's what's up. Big Fred, Short Dorf in the motherfucking building. Find me at six one Fights Like a Girl 614. Uh, Lamont Fridge, Gmail, Instagram, blah, blah, blah. Or 48toshortgmail.com if you want to get really intimate. If you don't like what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right, so I was just thinking this week, and this kind of came up. It's like a quote that a lot of people like to say is keep that same energy. Like, basically, you know, treat others how you want to be treated. But that's not really what I see within society. So I guess my question that I'm going you know, pose to you is, in any situation, is it worth being the bigger or the better person? Yes. Or is it like just a situational kind of thing? Absolutely. Let's talk, let's talk about uh, what being a bigger person is, right? Some people got this sad misconception that being the bigger person is about showing off. Showing off. Yeah, well, ain't no doubt. You know what I'm saying? How's I'm that a, being a bigger person? All right, so let's just say, you know, I'm going to rise above a situation. Like, you do some bullshit to me. You disrespect me in public. I'm going to be the bigger person right now. I'm just going to walk away. But inside, it's killing me for the next six months that I didn't <laughs> punch you in your motherfucking mouth. <laughs> so, forgive and forget? Uh, fuck that. If it's going <laughs> to kill me for six months, goddamn it. Because some humiliation needs to be <clears throat> rectified. It really do. So it's an eye for eye, tooth for a tooth. Oh, so biblical. Oh my goodness. I <laughs> I'm just that. saying, like, if I disrespect you in public, does that give you a right to disrespect me? And, you know, you can't... I, I'm a firm believer in, like, you can't do something to somebody and tell them how to react. Like, if I smack you in the back of your head right now, mm-hmm. I can't tell you to go not go get a knife and stab me. That's your reaction to Damn. what my... You know... Straight to the knife? <laughs> I pass the gun? Jesus. <laughs> I mean, knife is a little I less. Think been hanging, I think you've been hanging out with me too long with this penitentiary shit. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> but the, the thing about it is, uh, you know, I believe that if you're going to be the bigger person, you know, do that. But it's got to be from your heart, you know. You can't be the bigger person in principle because principle, principle is most things, but it's not everything. Principle don't get you everywhere every time. Like, in my religion, we believe that God, blessed is the man or woman who sees God in all things, right? And that every minute of your life needs to be spent in gratitude, right? And forgiveness (coughs) is a concept that surpasses just, you know, biblical concept that the world needs forgiveness, Forgiveness is personal. Like, it's some motherfuckers who testified against me. I'd love to kill them. 
I'm just being honest. <laughs> what the hell? Don't, and don't go back and, 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 and take this away. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> I'm like... But yeah, don't. Go I mean, that doesn't mean you're going to. Like, no, no, no. But you can you live without. That's, I what, get it. that's what I'm talking about. It right. Don't you know? Go back and like. Uh, don't go back and try to like edit this. Saying it as it is, right? Bitches got it. Got up on a stand and lied against me, and it cost me forty six years and nine months. And as a aggressive type of guy, I would just really like to just. Cut the motherfuckers in half and just watch them bleed out. I mean, I mean, and it, yeah, I'm a psychopath. Even after all this time. Oh, did you do 25 years in prison? No, I I know that's I'm not taking away from that at all. That's a you, long. That's like all of my life on the low. Like that's yeah. I mean that's a chunk. And I I guess like when people say keep that same energy too. Mm-hmm. I hate when somebody. Does somebody dirty. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, your karma gets you. Right. And then you face with maybe a similar situation. Like, you just got to take it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to see you crying. I don't want to see you upset. Right. I don't want to see you complaining. Because you just did this shit last year. It might not get you today, mm-hmm. but eventually it's going to get you. I might did that shit 20 years ago. Right? But justice, we was talking about it tonight. Justice is a bitch. And, and and believe it or not, a lot of street niggas believe in justice. We just don't believe in justice governed by white supremacy. You know? You How want the to fuck? break that down? Yeah, so here's an example. The crack law. When I went to jail for crack cocaine, which is cocaine with baking soda and hot water, it's cocaine. You can sit up there and put a razor to that shit, chop that shit down, and snort it, and still get the same effect as cocaine, goddammit. I did a hundred times more years, months, days, minutes, than a white motherfucker did for just straight cocaine. Mm. Now, what's the difference? Crack was readily available and easy to sell in the hood. Governed by white people. You know the stories is out there. Look at the Rick Ross, not not the rapper Rick Ross, (laughs) the real Rick Ross's story. Look at CIA testimony online where they say we intentionally targeted African-American communities, just like they did with heroin in the 60s and the blah, blah, blah in the 50s and the blah, 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 all the way back to slavery, goddammit. So I just sit up here and did 100 times more years, months, days, minutes in jail than my white counterparts would ever do. When I was locked up, you know how many people was locked up for crack? How many white boys was locked up for crack? Probably not many. No, zero. I ain't met one yet. I heard about oh, them at FCI. Do you think it was like a, a matter of maybe it was crack and then they uh, plated down the cocaine so they could like switch it out because Mm-mm. it's so similar? Or? Well, under federal law, this one this one of the reasons why one of the agents got in trouble. He would buy crack from my dude's sip. He would buy cocaine from my dude's sip. Go rock it up and get him 100 times more time. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, it, it was because it was like a big major thing about that shit in the city. You know what I'm saying? That Dang, was so he was basically turning the powder into rock mm-hmm. so he could get a bigger charge. But now at this point, that's you right. you cooking crack. <laughs> so right. you in trouble. Ain't no doubt. What? Yeah. <laughs> but he caught with a key like Tim Allen from Two Time. You know what I'm saying? Everybody knows Tim Allen from Two That bitch is a snitch. I love Tim Allen and Two Time and motherfucking the Santa Claus. So I found out that bitch was a rat. He was selling coke. He told on all his dudes. This motherfucker came out under five years for selling keys up in Detroit. Google that shit. 
I ain't about to sit up here and get fights like a girl shut down. This shit is online. This shit is public motherfucking knowledge. But I went to jail for a key. <laughs> now, it was sort of a key. 831 grams or some shit like that. And them bitches tried to give me 46 motherfucking... No, they gave me 46 years and nine months after I blew trial. Why do you think that was so, like... I get, like, trying to take, you know, everybody says trying to take, like, the black man away from the homes and, right. you know, just trying to deteriorize the black structure in general. Right. So... Why would they do that? Like... Yeah, I mean, like... What's the, the plot? Like, why? why? Yeah, like, yeah. what's the end game? Like Retribution. What you mean? When you got war and war concepts, this is biblical shit. Look at Deuteronomy in the Bible. If you Ooh, never, that was a boring chapter for... No, Numbers was my most boring yeah, chapter. It was shitty, you know what I'm saying? But go to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy is gangster shit. Yeah, that's This a is good Moses chapter. telling motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying, the end of the game, who the fuck, who to kill, who to relieve from motherfucking seven years worth of motherfucking extortion, basically, when we call taxes nowadays. That's why your tax is supposed to be, I mean, your uh, debt is supposed to be forgiven after seven years. This shit come out of Deuteronomy. This is tr biblical treaties. Who's guys to destroy and break up? Who to breed with? Who not to breed with? Who to kill? Who the fuck? All like that shit, eat. right? <laughs> yeah. All that shit is in Deuteronomy, right? But preachers don't preach that gangster shit out of Deuteronomy. <laughs> They talk that old bullshit out of Deuteronomy. Just read it for yourself. I have. I actually read. Um, I started reading uh, the Bible in totality. Right. I got to. I want to say maybe Kings, First okay. Kings, and I stopped. Should have got to Second Kings, where they actually disrespected your ancestors with white supremacy. Nice. To Harker, you know what I'm saying? I'll pick that, that back up. Ain't no doubt. <laughs> we'll talk about that off air. But at the end of the motherfucking day, when we get to talking about being better. And doing better. What is the purpose of acting in a higher mind? For first of all, let's talk about what a higher mind is. You think that just has a um, a more negative impact on your own mental health? Absolutely, absolutely. So let's just say like this: in the streets, we got a saying: the best nigga is a good nigga when ain't nobody watching. What do you think that means? The best nigga is a good nigga when ain't nobody watching or when ain't nobody looking. What yeah. do you think? What that mean to you? Because like everybody, like you know, puts on the face. Like let's take a job interview for example. Mm -hmm. Like of course you're not gonna go into a job interview and be like, yeah, I be drinking every weekend <laughs> and I be drinking and driving. I gotta get home. I pay an Uber. <laughs> like you would never get the job. Like you gonna be like, no, you know, if the question come up, like, oh, I'll drink socially with my friends. I never drive. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If I'm gonna, ha I only have a beer or two. When well, you know you throwing back those shots, mm -hmm. like you just putting on a face. Like everybody is the the hero in their own story. You yeah. know what I mean? So, but the truth of the matter is, as soon as that motherfucker got the interview, you getting fucked up. Yeah, right you after, like, woo, I'm glad that's over. All kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? Because you out of control, right? But the best motherfucker is a good motherfucker when ain't nobody paying attention. And why is that? And what's the and what does it serve you actually? Because we know good goddamn well only the good die young and losers is predicated on those who are willing to get lower than you. Like I read something a long time ago that said that everybody in corporate America who's winning has blood on that corporation. Everybody. I can see that. And it, it doesn't even have to be anything crazy, but you know, let's say you want to just cut costs. Mm -hmm. So I'm cutting your job. Like, you right. know what I mean? And like, what does that mean? 
Let's say, hold on. Let's just say you are. Let's just say I work for a Fortune 500 company, and I'm in a warehouse. You cut my job. Mm-hmm. I got three kids. You know, my baby dad ain't acting right. Maybe one is. You know what I'm saying? Maybe got. Maybe I got my baby daddy is about three. You know, my kids about one father. But more than likely, it's not. Let's just keep it 100. That's just life. We fuck early. We do. We make mistakes. Blah blah blah. And this that, and the other. So you done cut that job. Now you got a woman. Who's out there with three hungry mouths to feed? Mm-hmm. And they look at. I, I mean, America is just a selfish place in general because, in totality, in general, it's just like everybody's out for themselves. Everybody wants their own come up. You know what I mean? Baby, that's the name of it. So, oh, just speaking on like um, companies and stuff. You know, you got that office politics dynamic. So, Woo. let's say you have. Uh, a co-worker who doesn't speak for to you like you know good morning it could be something as cordial as that right. like are you expected to speak to them to look like the bigger and better person for those office politics like because at the end of the day that could be a promotion or a job you know what i mean like right. they'll put that on your evaluation really quickly like doesn't get along with others right. not social but you got this nigga who been here for <laughs> 50 years who feel like they got some clout or something, and they feel like they don't got to speak. Like, I'm just saying hi. You don't got to treat me in a negative manner. This is not personal way. experience. I'm just saying. No, I've seen well, it happen. Mine's, mine's personal experience. You can't really ignore me. You know, everybody loves me. I'm right. too public. You too smooth, <laughs> goddamn How can I motherfucker want to touch the smoothness, goddamn But at the end of the day, you right. Like, I was in a joint, and I watched Kiss Asses. Kiss Ass for 25 years, right? Like, one spot I was in for 10 and a half years. Cold kiss ass. Never made it past being a CEO. Mm. Never made it past. Dang. CEO. You know what I'm saying? That kind of hurt because you like, I didn't did all this yeah. for nothing. But then know you a bootlicking motherfucker. That mean that, so if I promote you, you going to cut my throat so you can get promoted. I ain't about Man, to promote you. I kind of just want to talk about vibes though. Like, mm. I get it, like, you could be cordial, but what if you just not feeling somebody's energy? Like, I don't fuck with this. I don't know. I can't put my finger on it, but I just, something about this guy, I don't fuck with it. Like, so why would I say hi? Is that being, like... Is it being petty? Yeah. And so the question is, why wouldn't you say hi? If somebody greets you every morning, greet them back. You know why? Because... Respect takes you a lot further than disrespect, right? And I learned this a long time ago. The ass you kick, one day might be the ass you got to kiss. So I'm going to give you your high every day. Ain't no hugging me and pulling me to the side. Yeah, we ain't got to chill. But I think I see that in the office setting a lot where they just be like, nah, I don't know if it's like a jealousy thing. like Because we have a lot of... A lot of like younger people who work at the agency I'm at, and right. some of the older people will be like, "Nah, but you know, I just kind of rock with everybody, you know." And maybe they just feeling like, "Well, she ain't saying like, you know." Older people got this thing where they be like, "If you don't speak first, I don't feel like I have to speak right. because I'm yeah. older." Yeah. So you know, I, I I'm not above it. Like I say hi to you, right. you know, like oh now what I don't like is you want to talk about your grandkids and stuff. I don't care about none of that. I might <laughs> ask you about the muffins or something you yeah. made. That, you know, just to be cordial. When you gonna bring some in? Like yeah. you know, just being friendly. I just feel like 
people nowadays are just not friendly, but they, that's what they want. They want you to be kind to them, right. forgiving to them, but they don't want to give that back. And I see that a lot, oh, not only in the workforce, but within the family that we have yeah, to right. a certain extent as well. And it's just like, that's kind of sad too, because okay. we supposed to be Tight. together. Yeah, and it's just like, you harboring these negative emotions for what? So the question is, you can't, this is, how, this is my litmus test right here. Everybody in the United States of America, I believe, sits down at one point in time in a day or two days at least, I hope so, and they take a shit, right? And when you sit down and take a shit, that's where some of your best conversations come out. Like, you might be reviewing your day. Talking shit. I should have said, bitch, I'll kick your motherfucking. We done had some fucked up conversations with ourselves on that goddamn toilet in that room by ourselves. And so at the end of the day, don't do nothing that's going to torment you when you go in there on that toilet. Okay, so now I want to get into the family aspect as well as maybe the relationships aspect too. Because, like, should you turn the other cheek? When somebody's actions are foul towards you. Like, you know what I mean? Family, you can't choose your family. True. So if they're acting stank or whatever towards you, right. how do you even find it within yourself to just not even dismiss them? Here's my gauge. Age, right? If you my elder and you act like a dick and you been a dick, I'm going to smile, I'm going to grin, I'm going to take it, I'm going to move on. But why? Like, what's the point of that if... Like, I wouldn't take this from nobody else just because sometimes, you know, blood's not thicker than water. That's true. So it's just like, why do you get to disrespect me mm-hmm. when I have done nothing to you? Right. That's not right. That's not fair. I don't feel that. And if you was anybody else, I'm going to dismiss you. Yeah. I'm Like, that's what I'm saying. Keep that same energy. No, that's what you on you for real. Yeah, that's what you giving out. Right. Then that's what you deserve back. Right. In my mind. But they say that's the millennial in me. <laughs> and, and to a degree, I'm going to have to agree with you because, you know, me being like the middle between the millennial and the old school, right? My whole thing is that, you know, some people's lives, some some people's chapters are coming to an end, right? And they've been dicks their whole life. I'm an asshole. And I'm speaking from an asshole term. I don't treat people like that. But as an asshole, right, you know, I feel like if I have seniority over you, then to a certain degree, you got to, if we got blood relations and I've been good to you, you've been, you know, been good to me, but I've been rude to you because age separates our concept of what rude is. Now, I think you know what's rude. Like, no, I know what's rude and what's fucked up. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the motherfucking day, if I ain't stuck my finger up your ass as a child, if I ain't really did nothing to really fuck you all the way over, I'm just being a dick towards you. The goddamn it, Jess, I ain't asked you to kiss my motherfucking ring. You know, come in. Hey, how you doing, Uncle Fridge? You know, and at the end of the day, you can say, it really in your mind, and nigga, you be dead, so I ain't got to see your motherfucking ass no more. Fuck you. You know what I'm <laughs> but, saying? But, but why is it a problem? Fucks. Why is it a problem if you say it out loud? Like, the, well, you, you go be dead soon, so I don't really so give a fuck. I'm just saying, you, you shitting on me every time, and I did nothing to you. Why is it 
why are you trying to start all this beef and throw dirt on my name to everybody else right. when I say fuck you? Like you not showing me don't ain't the saying you gotta give respect to get it. Do you That's do you true. believe in that? But the, if I'm being I respectful definitely. to you and saying right. hi right. and not with an attitude or anything, just regular, hey, how you doing? How's your day? Whatever it might be. Right. And you be like, get the fuck out of my face. Right. Why can't I say fuck you without being ridiculed? And the whole thing about it is, you been, we both being disingenuous. You coming in out of respect. Respect means obligation. That's another word for respect. I'm coming here out of obligation to say, how you doing, aunt or uncle or grandmother or grandmother, whatever, such and such. I know you hate my motherfucking guts, you know what I'm saying? But out of obligation for my mother, because something ties you to it. Because if you didn't have nobody tying you to it, you wouldn't say shit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So out of obligation to the person that you gave birth to, I'm coming in to be cordial and respectful. And I still shit on you, right? If the shit ain't too motherfucking bad, then grin and bear. Because one day, as cool and smooth as GQ is right now, <laughs> if you lucky motherfucker, you'll be 90, 80, 70. And the shit you talking about, liberality and all that shit, I promise you, it's going to change. And it's going to be a 20-year-old who's going to be like this old motherfucker. Yeah. I got to go in here with this bullshit. And you better hope that if that motherfucker got the same DNA as you, <laughs> that they at least come in and say, hello. Progeny. But see, I feel like ah, with my person. Hello, progeny. <laughs> hello, you gave birth to a motherfucker. That's all it could be is a simple something simple. Like Thank I feel you. like people yeah, complicate it too much. Like, like how? I'm like hi. You know what I mean? I'm not saying it like that, of course. But I'm That's saying what you hi. Mean, but still, but like, I'm hi, saying hi. hi yeah. And it's just like. <laughs> You just being mean and negative, and I don't need that because I'm not doing that to you. That's mean. But like, no, no. But the problem is, and Trisha's words mean for sport. Yeah, like mean for this sport. is not a but sport. This, this ain't a basketball you ain't, game. You ain't, the fuck reaching, is you ain't reaching into the deepness of why they mean though. Your existence ain't their existence. You ain't never been denied. Coming into a motherfucking area because of your race. You don't know what that is. I mean, I get Hold up. No, you don't get it. I get it. what no, you No, you say. don't get it. Yes, I do. Then give me an example of how you get that. I understand. Like, no, I, I want an example. I how cannot, do you know what that's like? I cannot. Just like you said earlier, you will never know what it is to be a black woman. Just as I will Thank never you. know what it is to be a black male. Try. But... Like, I can empathize with the things that I've been told, the what things the that I've been seen. What is the definition of empathy, goddammit? I ain't, I ain't testing you. Hold up. You got the master's degree. Give me the definition of empathy. <laughs> Sound like my mother. Yeah, now you got the master's. Shouts out to Cheryl. But at the end of the motherfucker, <laughs> oh, give me your God, definition of empathy. And I ain't asking you. I ain't asking you. I ain't asking you. Bleep it out. I ain't asking you, motherfucking. Uh, I'm not asking you out of a question like you yeah. don't know. I want to know, after you done read Webster's European definition, and after you done walked this life, right, that it quite, because you have empathy to me for some reason, after all these years, you still embrace me, I've been going there, you're like 25 fucking calendars, but you got empathy enough to be on a mic with me right now, so I want to know what you call, I ain't asking what Webster said, yeah. how do you, GQ Smooth, view the word empathy? Just being able to like resonate with somebody else's struggles. You not you might not be able to walk a mile in their shoes, True. but you could still like not even understand their struggles, but you could still like see them, you know, 
and meet them where they're at in a sense because it's like you know I've never had I've never had the dogs turned on me is that fucked up yeah that's terrible I never would want that experience you know what I mean but at the same time like just because that's something you went through that ain't something I'm overlooking and I feel like a lot of people get into the thing where they're like well, you ain't you ain't live this, so you don't deserve to even be able to sit in the same room with me. You don't deserve to be at the table with me. Everybody has struggles. Everybody has angels. Everybody has demons. Like just because your struggles might have been more publicized or televised or made a change for the new wave, doesn't mean that I'm not facing something that you can't relate to either. Right. Absolutely. So I can feel you on that. And I, and I feel like that's a great definition, right? But when it comes to the older folks, when you done suffer what they done suffer, and some of them may suffer a lot. Because like the ones, in my opinion, just coming up between these age, I was born in 1975, and I, I can't believe that sounds 100 years. But I remember motherfuckers used to, I, when I went into the joint, I was like, I was born in 75. Niggas used to be like, what? You was born yesterday. And you say 75. Now they're like, what? That was in the 1900s, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the motherfucking day, I get all that, right? But respect now, from especially from a black kid. And the reason why I say black is because black means slave. And the origins of that shit come from slavery. God damn it. Which means that you need to bow down and kowtow towards the slave master. And so the enslaved feel like that the next generation need to do the same because of what they had to do to get them out of that. And then those who came up through the Great Migration, which was one of the next steps after that, they feel like you had to kowtow and bow down towards that. And the black codes and all this shit, like it's many, it's many iterations of African or African-American or black or Negro or nigger life that we done walked through, right? And the older ones feel like you ain't smelt the shit I smelt. The shit you smelling now is cat shit. We went through dog and human shit. And so for you to act like your motherfucking ass can't pay a certain level of homage to me is a different but story. But it's just like, okay, at what level do you want me to pay? I don't, I don't want to have this conversation every day that I see you about the dogs getting turned on you. I get it. I understand it. It's in my mind. I respect you. I thank you for going through what you went through, but why do you have to keep bringing it up? Like, I get it. I don't want you to lose your history. I'm not trying to, you know, downplay the situations that you faced Mm -hmm. at all. But at the same time, it's just like, I can only do so much. Right. Like, I I pay my homage. I pay my respects. I, you know, I'm being cordial. Like, when I called you the other day, you said, you know, I'm about to go see, you know, X, Y, Z. And I'm like, well, shit, well, let's go do that or fuck it. Let's go record. You know what I'm saying? But you was on your way to pay that particular homage. So, I see it in you. So, I feel you on that. But, and then there's a whole nother animal where I just don't like your ass. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. Everybody ain't everybody's cup of tea. Like, you done seen motherfuckers who ain't did nothing to you. I don't fuck with him. That motherfucker ain't said nothing to you. You just hate his vibe. You hate her look. You hate something. It's just whatever this motherfucking bitch or motherfucker is can with this motherfucker, you just is like, oh, I'm not feeling none of that shit. That might turn out to be the greatest motherfucker you ever met in your life. 
if you actually got to know. Yeah, and I feel like in and situations like that. that's how you feel like on that, the just position and just yeah, in. in situations that. like that, you missing so many opportunities with that level of thinking because, mm-hmm. like, even from a 10-year-old, you can still learn so much from that 10-year-old. Off the mouth of babes, yeah. Even, not even on a surface level. Like, mm-hmm. on some accidental shit. From something accidental, like something that's new wave that you don't even know nothing about, to the way they doing math. Because they doing math differently. True So, it's just like, but y'all both still coming up with the same answer. Right. So it's just I don't know, it's just baffling to me. But because that that you don't happens. do the work like I do the work, I'm more right than you. You know what I'm saying? And so at the end of the motherfucking day, it goes back to the origin of the whole conversation. Why should you be bigger than the next person? It's not for the next person's sake. It's to build your character. What about within your relationship? When can you just not turn the other cheek? Like oh, I don't shit. even want to deal with this. I don't wanna argue. You know, I just don't want to be the bigger person in this situation. Relationships is like different from like family yeah, and uh, that's when workplace. Shit, that's when the shit's over with. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? It's like, because my whole thing is like fighting for love. I don't understand that. Like, me and you argue like cats and fucking dogs on a whole bunch of shit. But one thing I ain't never had to do since the day you was born was fight for your love. You always love me. And you don't even know why. And you don't have to have a reason, goddammit. But you never had to fight for my love. You might have to fight for my opinion. You might have to fight for my ignorance to cross over and vice versa and blah, blah, blah. But you don't have to fight for love. And so in my personal relationships, I feel like fighting for love is absolute foolishness. If I'm always having to fight for your love, then we don't need to be nowhere near each other. Maybe we better off as homies or because some motherfuckers you love so much. That you can't even be their friend. Like, I can't see you with your new boo. I can't even do it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I just need to just uh, ghost your ass 100 10% because the emotions are so deep, but we just can't get along because the energies are so strong, you know? Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to that shit right there, it's so it's complicated, but it's also very simple. So my question is this to you. Should you fight? for your love in a relationship is it worth it is it real hmm should you fight for your love yeah should you have to I fight guess if for your relationship you know love what does the bible say love is gentle love is kind mm-hmm. <laughs> like so I guess oh, to a certain extent you gotta fight because you're not the same person of course you're gonna have different viewpoints on things and you know, it's all about compromise and this and that. But at the same time, it's just like, if I have to work hard, like that hard, then no, it's not worth it. And you're not really in love. <laughs> right. Yeah, you in hate. You know what I'm saying? Bro, just, like, you just might have to, you might be with this person because of their looks or their money or, you know, something like that. So, yeah. but that's, at the end of the day, is that really love? Or even worse, how they make you feel. Ugh. Sexually. Yeah, sexually, emotionally, that's when it really gets complicated. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can't get along, but for some reason, you know how to reach me. That's disgusting. <laughs> it's disgusting. How do you even get away from that shit? Yeah. It's, you got to make a boss's decision. Like, uh-uh. Like, I really fuck with you. But a lot of people out here, just they rather deal with it than be alone. Man. And one thing about alone, <coughs> we got a saying in the joint. 
<coughs> I'm alone, but I ain't lonely. Let me tell you something. That's horse shit. You know what I'm saying? We do what we got to do. We say what we got to say to make it through, goddammit. But out here, you shouldn't have to go through all that motherfucking shit. But then there's so many people that can't find nobody. It's sad out here. There's so many people that can't find nobody to give a fuck about them. That's bad. Man, I don't know. I'm be on the fence with that. Because it's Come like, when it. do you look at yourself and be like, maybe that I'm still single because of this, this, and this. And what is the this, this, and this? And what if you can't change that this, this, and this? I'm just unattracted and to another people person can, because... People uh, can change. Like, if I'm a murderer... <laughs> I understand it might be hard not to murder. Some of my best friends is murderers. Go ahead, I'm listening. I'm just saying, like, it might be hard to get away from that. Like, it's just like a drug, you know what I mean? Right. Like, don't nobody want to really be on drugs, but they like that feeling and give them. Right. So, it might be hard not to do it, but that's when your sense of self come in mm-hmm. to say, all right, I'm kind of fucking my own body up. Right. Like... Maybe I do want to be here for a, a, a while longer, right. and I might overdose tomorrow. We'll take it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever keeps us here for another day, we'll take it. But, I guess I got one more question. Well, come on with it. Um, it's just like, can you show somebody how to treat you? I think you can show somebody how to treat you because you don't have to stand for everything. Right. Like, you know, like, let's take domestic violence. A lot of the time. Wow, you went to the extreme. <laughs> I'm just saying. A lot of the times. Man, a lot of the times the batterer knows exactly what they can get off on a certain person. True. So can you teach somebody how to treat you without being a jerk about it? <laughs> I believe yes, because I've learned by examples on how to conduct myself. And this is from dudes in the penitentiary, pimp niggas, our grandparents, you know, family members, you know, street niggas, actually, too. How to conduct yourself in every situation. I've learned by watching and observing those of, and I know people in, the, in you know, in America, but we like, a drug dealer can't be a high quality person, but. I do know some high-quality drug dealers, so fuck you, you wrong. At the end of the motherfucking day, I've learned from some of the dregs of society how to conduct myself in any form that reflects highly, right? And what's dirty in the politics? Why you want to talk about dope, man? Like, with the shit that's going on in Washington, which been going on, except now the shit is out front, it been like that. You know what I'm saying? And they act and they act with decorum. Excuse me, Mr. Such and Such, please hold your such and such. And they refer to the Roberts rules and they <laughs> act with decorum and shit like that. But motherfucker, at the real time, they really saying, motherfucker, I'm going to tap out, goddammit, because if we don't keep some order, there won't be no order. Same with street niggas right now. Like, right now, in the streets, these motherfucking sucker-ass niggas is willing to shoot motherfuckers. Grandmamas, mamas, aunties over another nigga's debt. They grandmama, mama, auntie ain't out here selling that shit. What the fuck they got to do with what's going on in the motherfucking streets? Rules, right? So, yeah, you can actually teach somebody or learn from somebody on how to treat another person by their actions without a shadow of a doubt. Like, how does a child learn how to love another person? Usually because of, you know, the parents and how they interact. 
right? Which is why the hood is so fucked up, which is why you want to take the mother, the father out the home and then let the kids raise themselves. Well, shit, without instruction, like Pimp told me a long time ago, I said, you know, why bitch need a pimp? Without instruction, bitch is headed for self-destruction, nigga. You know what I'm saying? So it's just true. You need instruction in this lifetime. So I believe that you can't actually learn to or actually teach somebody through your actions how to be a better person. I think that's how humans learn in general. Now, will it necessarily take, necessarily take root in every aspect? Uh, fuck no. No, don't work like that all the time. But majority of the time, yeah. Especially if you got a crowd of people surrounding you or whoever else is teaching the person how to act in accordance as well. But do you teach them by giving them the same energy that they're giving you? Um, No, I've done that. Yes, I've done that too. Oh shit, you got me. Yes, okay. <laughs> Here go the thing, right? So in the joint, you know, sometimes you got to match your gun with a gun. You got to be the bigger gorilla in the room. So yeah, you come with that bullshit with me. I'm gonna show you come with me. You come with me. And you show me a demon. I'm gonna show you the devil. You know what I'm saying? You show me Jesus. I'm gonna show you God. And so, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, you. Ha- but it's got to be a bigger influence, and you got to have that power. To inflict it on them. So next time they know. You know. But then it's how you teach as well. So like people have instructed me like. I don't have people tell me like out their mouth. Friends don't do me like that. I'm like what the fuck you mean nigga. And they actually broke it down to me like you didn't respect me. You did this that and the other. I don't treat you like that. And because I have a little bit of sanity. I'm able to say oh that sounds logical. I wouldn't like it for me to be treated the way I just treated you, so I'm going to act in accordance. So, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. So, let's go to the dickhead at work, right? And so, what everybody at work is acting. Ain't nobody themselves at work that they are at home. <laughs> if they are, they are so lonely. I mean, who the fuck? Like, that's why it's called decorum, goddammit. In your house, you don't have the same decorum that you have at work. You don't have the same courtesy. That's why it's called courtesy. I'm not going to extend that same courtesy in my house that I extend at work. I may extend a greater courtesy in my house because I'm going to go a greater extent for my family and my people. But, man, I'm not about to sit up this and call you Mr. This and Mr. That and how is your day and all this shit. I don't give a fuck about that shit. Hey, what's up with you? You want to sit down and eat this, that, and I cook for you? That's me saying, God damn it. How was your day? Let me throw you a bone, God damn it. So decorum is quite different. In the workplaces than the other. So, when it comes to workplace shit, everybody in there faking. Everybody in there faking. So, my whole thing is, sometimes you got to play along to get along. So, I might get a pervert vibe from this dude with the motherfucking one piece of hair wrapped around his head 62 times. And no. he got his own like that toupee <laughs> going on and shit in the joint. And it's all pervert ass. I know he got kitty porn on his goddamn computer and shit. I just know it. I don't know it for a fact. I can feel it, goddamn. But when he come up to you, hey, JQ Smooth, how you feeling this morning? And this creep ass vibe and shit. You say, yeah, ain't no wrong with you saying, hey, creep nigga, how's it going this morning? <laughs> yeah, I mean, his name is probably Bob or whatever. So you call him Bob. Hey, Bob, how's it going? And you keep it pushing. That might be sustaining them for one more day. But the reason why, let's so because I wanted to be in conclusion. You got another point? Nah. So in conclusion, I wanted to wrap up talking about this right here. Forgiveness and decorum and respect is personal. It's for you. Because if you build yourself up to show respect always, 
then you become a respectful person and eventually you become a person worthy of your respect to the point where there's a saying, I love it, I live by it. Who you are speaks so loud, I can't hear a word you're saying. Who you are speaks so loud, I can't hear a word you're saying. This is how you build up the temple of a perfected person. This is ancient African history right here. If I act in accordance all the time, I ain't faking no more. I genuinely want to know how you doing this morning. How you doing, pervert ass Bob? <laughs> and maybe pervert ass Bob was Mike Bell. He might break down one day after years of being with this motherfucker. Like, look, man. I was thinking about touching this kid at the goddamn playground. Can you help me? He'd be like, yeah, 911, Bob. There you go. Gotcha. You. you know what I'm saying? I'm going to give you all the help you need. But for, I might be able to talk you down off of it because people can find in those they see as genuine. And ain't nothing better. Than being a genuine. That's why, man, I might not have shit to my name, but motherfuckers love me from this coast to that coast in several countries around the world because at the end of the day, you know, if you fuck with me, you got a genuine motherfucker on your side. I ain't about to sit up there and kiss your ass and pet you and say, oh, you wonderful. I'm going to tell you, you a piece of shit, motherfucker. You a creep. Then get that <laughs> shit together. But I ain't going to walk away from you. If you want help, goddammit, let's go to the books and get your ass some motherfucking help. Genuine help. How can you claim to love God and hate his children whom you see every day? A lot of people do. There ain't no two ways. And it's easy. God damn it. But caring and love, love will be the savior of the world, but it requires work. And it starts with self. Care about your genuine neighbor. Because one thing I love about the words of Jesus in the Bible, he got comedic history. He was educated in Egypt. That's where they fled to. And that's where he became a genius. Two lessons out of Kemet. Or, or Egypt, but really ancient Kemet. Love your brother like you want to love yourself. Love your sister while you want to love yourself. And love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and body, which is virtually impossible. But to love God is to love the goodness and the purity in the world. And to really love you really know God, you know love God is about destruction and all that other shit, but destruction for a purpose of rebuilding, right? Two simple commandments, right? And if we abide by those internally, Externally, it'll reflect, and you'll become something higher than yourself because that's the goal. It ain't that I should sit up there and go to the workplace and just fake it because I hate your motherfucking guts. I hate my job. This is some bullshit and also bullshit. I need to take a genuine concern in the next person's life because, goddammit, we all interconnected. And if I die right now, I leave you behind. And if I didn't help you be better, you can't be better for the motherfuckers I leave behind. And I love them motherfuckers. And it might sound like bullshit, but that's the only reason why I'm here right now after 25 years of hardcore incarceration. I did all mine in the USP. And that's just the truth. And with that said, what is your name, baby? <laughs> you ended on dropping the gym. Drop the mic. <laughs> Drop the mic. I am GQ Smooth. That's GQ underscore SM0OTH on IG. My fridge need them, baby. Same shit. Fights like a girl. Six, one, four. Holla at us. You already know we out. Peace.